briefest of glances can start the biggest romances. Our eyes were doing the dances and they were making advances. When our eyes met, I was like, hey, now I bet that joke could be the one. Are you the one? Hello and welcome back to the Boom Boom Room, your premiere Are You the One podcast. I'm your host, Taylor. And I'm your other Jax fan, Aubrey. So this week, we have a situation. Yeah, we're, we're, we're returning to the 90s and talking on cell phones. Ugh. Yeah, you guys have the benefit of hearing the recorded versions that we each have on our own end. But we're talking on the phone like monsters right now. Yeah, I don't know. It's funny. Talking to you over Discord? Fine. Suddenly you've called me. I have anxieties about it. <laughs> it's because you no phone call is ever good. Like, no! Oh my god, no. Especially not, okay, nope, we're done. We're gonna talk about the show. So, we get a recap like we always do, and right away we come in to the people coming into the house, and Jasmine has decided that she's over Kai, and her and Nor seem to make up, Um, and, and specifically she's over him because of his drunken admission to Jenna. Which is fair. Right, that's super reasonable. Like, what a good reason to not want to be with someone. So then we get Justin and Amber talking, and, you know, Amber apologizes for attempting to tempt Justin. And Justin is very much like, it's not your drama. Like, it's not, like, you don't have a responsibility to Max like I do, so it's it's on me to, you know, say no to you. Which is very mature of both of them, I would say. True. I mean, I don't, I think Justin is being a little bit too nice, maybe, because there's like, oh, yeah, you don't have the responsibility that I do to Max, but also like, don't actively be a piece of shit about it. Like, this is a ne- very necessary apology, in my opinion. Oh, absolutely. Because what he's forgetting is that Amber has a responsibility to Max as his friend and to Justin as his friend to not actively try and tell Justin to cheat on him. Like, that's what responsibility she has. Right. I don't know. It, this was good. This was like a better Amber. I like this. But yes. And it also shows, I think, a lot of growth from Justin. How so? Max is my one and it's my responsibility to be, I mean, committed to him, mm-hmm. which sounds, you know, funny to say, like, it's my responsibility to not cheat on my boyfriend. But that is a big step for him. Well, in a setting like this, too, it, you know, it doesn't exactly go without saying in this situation. So fair enough. Yeah. And then we get Kai and Danny, Mm -hmm. who Kai seems to have recognized that his actions have hurt people in the house. And he wants to turn over a new leaf and be less emotionally messy. Right. And that's like my biggest issue is not giving Kai a realistic or reasonable goal. And now we have, like, less emotionally messy is a very good goal for Kai. It's such a good goal. It's such a reasonable and manageable goal. Well, And and it's also not the sort of be less yourself that we've been getting and more of a, you need to be aware of the damage you cause. Right. Um... Which is, um, is a good lesson. Uh, plus, we yeah. get some Danny being Clark Kent in a skirt, which is... Yes. <laughs> oh, I love Danny. Danny is so great. He's so attractive and wonderful. Yeah, I mean, um, it's just... I, my Like, the thing that keeps coming up for me throughout this episode is just they keep trying so hard 
to validate a lot of these relationships. And them trying so hard makes me instinctively resist it. It's like, you, <laughs> could, you, could just, you could just let this happen and let me be on board or not, but you're trying to force me into an opinion I can tell, and I hate it. Oh, I, I fully agree. So, do you want to talk about the fortune telling with Miss Jello and Miss Hello? Yes, please. Um, I honestly didn't write much down, because... So, so my main thought about it is, I get it, they've been living in a house with the same people for X amount of weeks now, and it's like, only having minimal human interaction with the same cast of 15 people <laughs> in your life must be very difficult. Well, it's, <laughs> especially like, when you're... Day -day, I was just going to say, especially when you're not hardcore alcoholics like previous seasons have been. Like, that's a oh, good time absolutely. sink for you. But if you're going to spend 50% of your time sober, you need to do something. And, like, the thing is, like, in my day-to-day -day life, there might be, like, 10 important people I talk to on a day-to-day -day basis. And there are so many people I have never talked to that I see. And the thought of never seeing them causes me great discomfort. Because it's like... Suddenly you stop living in the real world when that happens. I wish I was recording what I actually hear of you, Aubrey, so I yeah. could play it, because it sounds like someone started up an angle grinder over there. Wait, a what? <laughs> oh. Yeah. I do agree with your point, though. I and I think it was a fun, like, method of sort of calling people out <laughs> on not being, I don't know. It it was it very much felt like a very well disguised intervention for Paige <laughs> that she yes, failed on. It, it, yeah, it did. And you know, then we get a little bit more information about um, Paige's ex, who is trash, and told her that her emotions are weak and shitty and whatever. Um, and, you know, we get to see her sort of open up and we get to see Jenna there to come for her. This, for me, was a big piece of the page puzzle coming out, too, of just why she's sort of been the way she is. Right. Um, and and it's like it's a particularly sad story, I think, that she's internalized this like terrible. Yeah, I don't want to call it advice demand but i mean that's what like from him it was advice or manipulation or abuse or whatever yeah like, i think i think that's like this terror that she's internalized this terrible manipulation but um i don't know it really made me root for remy being because like i don't know this was just a a big piece of the puzzle and i think it pushed me further into the camp of like oh yeah remy can help her with this like Right. I, um, I was, that pushed me fully into Team Paige and Remy, I guess is really all uh -huh. I'm trying to say. Um, it's funny, because I really do like Paige and Remy, and something someone said on the subreddit has really kept me out of the corner of this relationship. What's that? Which is that this show was Paige's big coming out. Like, this was how she came out as bisexual. Um, to... I'm not sure everyone in her life, but most people in her life is something we learned in the first episode. And someone was like, I hope the matchmakers didn't match her with a guy. Like, obviously, like, obviously bisexuals are like, like guys and girls, and it's like, be, being with either one doesn't make you less of a bisexual. And for her, as a person who has previously dated men, being also interested in women is the announcement. And then to just instantly go back to being with a man 
is kind of funny just from a sort of TV progression sort of standpoint. It makes for an underwhelming reveal. Right. It makes like and like obviously this is real life kind of, but it's not. That's the thing. Is it is it it is it, it's like that's the thing. It's like I could say like if it was real life and she like came out as bisexual and then started dating a man, like great, love it. I'm so glad you came out and that you feel comfortable too. And on a TV show, I'm like, no, like, what was the point of you coming out? <laughs> you don't date a woman at least once. Which is like, well, and you're in the head of a casting director right now, too, where right. it's like, yeah, Paige's big arc is like her coming out story. And then we're going to pair her with a man so that she seems straight. Wait, wait, no. What did we do? No, let's swap that to a woman. <laughs> yeah, that that's going to play way better on the queer season. Yeah, like, that's the thing, is, yeah, uh-huh, fully. And ultimately, whoever her match is, I'm excited, because I just want her to have someone good. And I feel like there are mostly only good people left to be matched up with. I mean, it's it's a mostly really good house. Like, there are better and worse <laughs> matches, but they're in, like... And honestly, here's the other thing, is if Paige is with Remy, like, I'd also still be majorly fine with it, because Remy is just such, like, a queer person. I just get hung up on the fact that he's such a good source of positive attention for her yes he is like and whether or not it has any long-term longevity too i think like Paige letting remy into her life is going to do wonders for her self-esteem i think so too i think um remy is someone who just based off of his personality and what we've seen of him and, and even his reactions to knowing that like Paige, this was Paige's coming out is like I feel like he's a great person to know when you're newly out of the closet. And I think he's, like, a great sort of, like, gay Sherpa as it is, or queer Sherpa, but, like, whatever. A Gurpa? Gurpa? No, it's a Quirpa. Fair enough. Um, but, so, speaking of the less positives, Remy has a little breakdown. Uh-huh. Um, about how he feels Paige sees him. Um, which is not positively. <laughs> Which is so reasonable. I mean, it's nice to see past the sort of, like, honest but party Remy into, like, the, yeah, the hot and the cold is starting to get old for him. Like, it's a fun game for a while, but but he has real feelings invested in it. Right, and, like, he he feels like she sees him as a slut and nothing more. It's sort of the, the vibe I got from his thing. And it's something he's he's felt other people judge him for. Yeah. This, I mean, we're spending a lot of time on a confirmed no match, but I had a lot of feelings <laughs> about these people. I know, I, whatever, I liked it. This episode went by really fast, in my opinion. It did, for as, well, there was a lot, I don't want to get ahead of ourselves with it, because I think we'll manage to spend some time. So, let's go to the challenge. Yes. Yeah. Uh, what did you call the challenge? I mean, I said the word that they couldn't, and they were too shooketh to say, which is Ikea. It's the Ikea challenge. You see, and I figured the IKEA sponsorship fell through right at the end and were no longer willing to mention their name but couldn't redesign the challenge. So we're that... just going to call it modular furniture? Well, and they even just had like the Swedish dresser. They even had the Swedish names on the stuff like it was <laughs> it, honest to god, it seemed like it was an IKEA sponsored challenge. Then IKEA was like, "Oh wait, no, we're not going to pay for this." And then are you the almost like, right. "Fuck." Like they're supposed to do the challenge and 13 minutes how are we going to make this a non-ikea challenge here's the thing is, is uh, ikea was like or mp was like yeah we have this great plan and ikea was like sure and then ikea we later on was like hold on 
who the fuck else would those dressers be from? Like, anyone's going to see <laughs> dressers being put together with that fucking booklet and it's going to think Ikea. We're good. Yeah, like, why are we even paying for this? Um, I actually, I, I thought this was a really good challenge. I really like this one. This was such a survivor challenge, which immediately resonates with me because I think That's they have hysterical. good challenges. Um, I think it's great. I think it's a really sort of like, it's like a realistic relationship thing but it's also a kind of humorous one that's sort of overplayed which is a great thing for a tv show and what's more is i what i didn't like is the fucking pairing up based on polls i think that's stupid and shitty but whatever yeah i hate and all so dr frankie comes in and is like communication's important then terrence arrives and it's like i'm gonna put the worst with the best haha motherfuckers and it's like wait no weren't we like what do we huh and so it all balances out and it's all fair I guess the idea is that, like, fucking Danny and Basit don't team up, and then they just crush it, because they're both very good communicators. And that is realistically what it is. It's an attempt to handicap the people who are effective communicators. Right. Could you imagine fucking, um, oh, who, uh, like, Justin and, oh, Justin and Max would have been hysterical to watch try to put this together. I would have, I was so mad I didn't get to see that. I so the winning couples uh did you notice all of them have somebody who can obviously communicate effectively except for the Remy and Paige was a real wild card I think they gave them an easier kit <laughs> like I'm not I'm not calling either of them dumb but they were a real wild card win to pull that out I think my guess is that they're both very in the center of the house I think they are probably like the middle point where it's like Everyone's like, I don't know how effective of a communicator they are. And it's like, well, you two are paired up because you're the exact middle. <laughs> you know, you might have gotten it right there. It was just like, yeah, they're both a plus one, but they're both a plus one when you have like Danny and Nor, or Danny's a plus three. But what is, what is Nor bringing to the, I mean, maybe she did good. I'm just being mean to Nor because it's easy, but. I mean, but she's not an effective communicator. We've seen her not communicate effectively multiple times. Thank you for managing to justify me just being mean to Nor. So, so Max and Amber, who's the communicator? I, I figure Max would be good at that. He also has a lot of skin in the game, so. Yeah, I think Max is a great communicator, and I also think he's an over-communicator. True. And Amber does not feel like that to me. <laughs> yeah, no, I definitely feel that. Also, honestly. I feel like Max isn't, I feel like, I feel like, honestly, if I were to judge it, Max is not a great communicator, but I feel like he's someone who comes off as one because he over-communicates. And people are like, oh yeah, he gives a lot of information. That's good. You see, I was going to change my mind and say, I feel like Max maybe isn't a great communicator, but he's somebody who's built an Ikea dresser before. <laughs> oh, I also, I, I love the thought of, of, of Max and Justin together because Max would be reading the d- directions and Justin would be building it and it would have been a mess and it would have been great fun to watch. But fine, whatever. I'm just, um, if Max was feeling it more, I'd still be into a Justin, Amber, Max thruple. Because I think Amber could get down. I think Justin can get down. It's just Max who's really not a thruple boy, I don't it. think. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, I also think it's really funny that we get to see sort of Paige, like, who last night was, was literally crying over her attraction to Remy, also very w- much want to go on a date with him because she wants to find out. And it's just sort of like, it's just sort of a funny, like, back-to-back scene sort of thing. I mean, no wonder it's been stressful for Remy. Right! Um, and then they told us what the date was before we got to the date, which was weird. 
It's because this is where they spent all their date money. This is why we were in the ocean all season. Oh, did you notice how many shots of in the helicopter there were of the ocean, though? All of them, yeah. I'm calling bullshit it was on that the whale. The cameraman was like, I want to be back down there. <laughs> Let me go back to my home. Um, uh, let's actually start talking about the date, because they just jump right fucking into it. I appreciated this. Let's keep it, keep running along that line. I missed going right from the challenge into the dates. I always thought that worked good. It does. Um... Remy and Paige are really the only option to vote in, in my opinion. Yeah. Oh, 100%. There's, why would you vote any of the other two couples? Like, okay, so because I- Because Justin's like- Because <laughs> <laughs> Justin's like, I need to know that Max is mine. And you know what? Fair enough. Like, his, he knows his vote isn't going to make the difference, and it makes him feel better. Like, that was funny. Right. I don't care. If anybody it else was voted it was so reasonable. Else. It was so fucking relatable. I was about to crack up if he convinced the house to vote for Amber and Mac. Oh, my God. That would have been terrible. That would have been... That would have been horrible. It would have been. Um, so then Amber and Max, their entire date is about Justin, and Amber starts it off so weirdly. I don't remember what she says. She says, hey, are you worried about Justin cheating on you in the house? Oh, yeah, that was super weird. Like, I like she apologized and I liked her for that. And then the rest of this episode, she was just kind of shitty about it. I I feel like, no, what it what it made me feel like is that she was literally only apologizing because she wanted to be seen as good in Justin's eyes. So here's what I'll say. I mean, I partially agree with that. I think the confessionals painted her in a bad, in a worse light this episode because it sort of just felt like any time Jax came up, they were like, okay, and let's grab something from Amber about her still being suggested. Right. But this date definitely happened. So not a great opener still. (laughs) Right. It's like all the confessionals I can forgive, like taken out of context. The date was just bad. The date was bad. That was really rough. And Max tried. I mean, they're both being very diplomatic about the situation they're in. And like them as friends, I'm sort of putting air quotes on that is hilarious to me. Well, but, it's it's their relationship is very much what the state is, which is we both like Justin. So we're not going to fight about things right now. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> and then we get Remy and Paige's date. Where we get to see Paige open up to Remy directly, and we see Remy open up in return, and they make out some. It's a golden shower. Yes, they finally got what they wanted, to be pissed on by God. Yeah, it's not, I can't believe nobody said it's not a golden shower, Paige. That's not what that means. I don't know, I liked it, it was funny. That's not what that means. Maybe it is. They're also really getting their money's worth with the rain machine this season. This is the second uh, passionate kissing couple in the rain now. Yeah. And they, you know they know how to fucking use it because Jenna and Kai was at night, rain, heavy rain. And this was during the day, light rain. It was happy rain. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whoever's running that rain machine deserves a fucking raise. Oh, 100%. <laughs> um, and then I'm glad the show... Fully acknowledge that Danny and Nor is a meaningless coupling. Yep, we didn't even touch, like, we didn't even at the truth booth ceremony, which we're about to go into. Terrence didn't even throw them a cursory, like, and you two are people. It was just completely cut out. 
Well, the truth booth was purely Remy and Paige. Like, Max and Amber said nothing. <laughs> True. I mean, it's because nobody, everybody knows there's no reason to waste your time with anything else. Like, we're here for Remy and Paige and to find out. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about the truth booth. I could not tell if Remy or Danny looked more stressed. <laughs> um, this is where I noticed the episode felt really fast. I was like, what the fuck? I was like, why are we already at the truth booth? It felt like the show was hyping it up way too much. Oh, they, oh, I knew I was going to be let down. And we didn't go to commercial. As soon as we didn't shoot out of that room, I knew it was going to be bad. Right. And so we get to see that they're no match. Um, which, I mean, unspoilers, I guess? If, if you listen to our statistics section, you already knew that. Surprise, it's been declassified. That's what we'll call it. <laughs> yeah, declassification of the stats. Um, and also, that means we learn nothing new from this. So that'll just cut our stats time short. Just letting yeah. the stats fans know. Uh, so then we get to them walking back in the house, and Carrie goes off. <laughs> Carrie, oh, she snaps. She just straight up snaps, honestly. Yeah, something flips in her. She she is done with this bullshit. We're losing like um, really bad. <laughs> and I like that Danny is fully on board and does not come into any of the yelling and is just like, yeah, let's let's just systematically go down. Like he's very much sort of the calm, rational voice to what she's trying to express through yelling well it was great too because carrie snaps and starts yelling but then the scene very like smoothly transitions into the strategy session that like yeah. once she starts yelling and starts grouping people up then danny's like oh shit oh shit and starts dropping yeah. bombs on him um which was also great just as a scene it's like mtv finally figured out this can just be part of the show like, we don't need to pretend that people aren't trying to figure shit out. Well, I, I like that they, the cast gave them zero fucking chance. Like, choices. Like, not only did they do the thing where they stand and they decide it, but also then everyone constantly referenced it. And even later in the matchup ceremony, when Kai's asked why he picked who he picked, his response is strategy. And it's like, that's fucking hysterical. Well, and Justin and Max wouldn't have been able to appear in this episode, basically, if yeah. they were not willing to lean into the fact that the cast is using strategy, because yeah. that is all Max had to do for this oh. whole episode. But we're getting ahead yes. of ourselves. So, we're getting ahead of ourselves. So let's talk about the fact that what they find out through their matching up um, is that Jasmine and Nora are a match. Which is great. They try it so is. poorly to make this make sense. They did. In Kai's words, did you see the party? Right! Kai's reaction was perfect! <laughs> um, and, I like, and I like what we got was a, a, a class A example of confirmation bias. Which is, now that they know that they're each other's match, Nora's like, it's so obvious. You're everything I want in a person. And I mean, I like... Know. If, if they are like the matchmakers other, got this. Nailed it, matchmakers. <laughs> I got paid $500 from them to say that. Yes. I don't know. Like, if they're happy right now, that's nice and all. But I don't know, man. I'm not on this train. They're too volatile. Yeah, same. Like, I don't see how they could work in the long term, but whatever. I'm hoping 
their first fight happens on the show. Because I, mean, I think we'll did. I think we'll as a couple. Couple. Oh. Because I think oh. that I think we'll like if it happens before the season ends, we'll see the end of this perfect match. Yeah. Can we talk about the one that made me mad now though? Yeah. So they reveal in the show, just normally from the cast, that Jonathan and Basit are a perfect match. Why did they do the bullshit? Right. Why the fuck? This would have been so much more interesting and like exciting if you if they didn't tell us. And like, yeah, people right. follow the blog or whatever, but that's beside the point. It's just beside the point. It is. It it yeah. No, this was dumb. This was a dumb thing, and it just showed that they're dumb people. I I hate that my moment of excitement for them, which frankly, if they reveal it at this point, might have been more less or if they reveal it at this point, it might have been less of an ugh and more of a okay. Okay. Right? Like, like they, yeah. They totally like, fucked it, this up. They fucked up they their did. arc so badly. Because what it felt like is that the show told Bissett and Jonathan that they were a match and that they had to be okay with it. And then they became okay with it. And if I didn't see the show do that, then I would have felt like Bissett and Jonathan decided that they were a match because they really started to like work together and sort of find that common ground and came together and it actually worked between them. No, fuck that. And it's it because felt- Jonathan stopped fucking around. But well, I agree. yes, but that's what I mean. <laughs> But so we learned that the the of the three matches that they pointed out, it's either Justin and Max or Danny and Kai. Only one can be good. And Max and, is it to quote Max here. I hate this. Yes. Oh, <laughs> Max is such a drama queen. I love. But we're not there yet. We're honestly. not there yet. So let's talk about Jasmine and Nor. Do we have to? There's horses. That's it. Um, hold on. Let's see what I wrote down. Oh, yep. We don't need to talk about them. I just wrote down. They're not going to date, right? (laughs) That was was my whole takeaway from that interaction. It's like, it's nice that it's genuinely nice that they're friends now. But like, those are two people who I really don't picture making a good couple. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Maybe I'm the asshole for not even giving them a chance, but. Did you see the party? Right. All right, let's go to Danny and Kai, who is so much better. Yeah, there's some meat on this bone. Um, I feel for Danny because he's basically all season been told like, yeah, you're probably what I need, but not what I want. And it's like nobody likes being implicitly told that nobody wants you. Right. And it's so shitty. And and it's also not how people mean it. But no, and it's it's also not even right. Oh, I love Danny. I want to date him. So like never on the show has there been a person who I'm like, like there have been lots of guys. Who I'm like, oh, I want to fuck them or I want them to fuck me either way. Um, But Danny is someone who I just so legitimately want to like go on a date with and like love him. Yeah, he's just a he's such a down to earth, normal dude. Like, right. I don't know. Um, and then Danny says what he needs is compromise, funny, smart, and curious. Kai (laughs) says, I'm those things, and I will give him three of them. (laughs) Well, no, so what actually happened is Danny lists the things he wants. Then there's like a 15 second pause where I have time to think, well, that's not Kai at all. And then Kai (laughs) speaks up and says, 
yeah, I feel like that's me. And then, Kai, I love you. I've been the first to come to your defense on a lot of bullshit all season. But come on. (laughs) So, so... So what I thought, how I, how I sort of really, is Danny said that, Kai sort of pauses and is like, I'm funny, I'm smart, I'm curious, I'm funny, smart, I'm, yeah, me! <laughs> <laughs> like, we can compromise on the compromise one, right? <laughs> oh, man. I don't know. Um, They're, again, I love them as friends. I don't know, he's funny, he seems perfectly intelligent, and he is curious. <laughs> <laughs> It was just such a great line, and Danny has so much control to not just be like, hold the fuck up. (laughs) Although, here's what I'll say, is if it's true that after the intervention, Kai does change who he is, that does show compromise. I'm not going to touch that, because I just, I want to talk about Max being stressed. Oh, my God, Max holding a glass of red wine, crying in a fucking hammock. Or on a, like, a little bed thing. I don't even know what the shit it was. That was, A, such a drama queen. B, so in character, and I love it. Oh, Max is such a gem. Like, I love Max. Max is who I want to be when I grow up. Don't get... I, I don't know about that. Because like if I had to deal with Max personally on a regular basis, he would drive me fucking crazy, I think. So, do you want to know what's funny? Is I'm so fucking chill with Max. That's because my... My mom, my stepmother, uh, the one who was my bio mom, you know, <laughs> is exactly like that. She always thinks about the worst outcomes with everything, and she's a little bit dramatic. <laughs> <laughs> and we got to see in this scene Justin being, I thought, so good at talking Max down. Where, like, yes. he's unwilling to engage Max's drama and, and, yeah, like, I don't know, yeah, and- willingness to harp on the bad. But he also doesn't like push Mac. I don't I don't understand how Justin was ranked the worst communicator. He's a he's right? kind of slutty, but like that's his big problem. That's yeah, that's the thing. And also, yeah, he was kind of bad at communicating maybe like in the first 2 weeks. But ever since he's been with Max, it's just been a constant improvement and a constant showcase of him and being able to improve. Also, he was the one who led a fucking intervention. This makes me wonder if they didn't do the poll like week 2 and just kept those numbers all season. But you same um, yeah, no, the, the way Justin handled Max was so good because he didn't sort of disregard the negatives and, and, and Max's negativeness. He didn't be like, no, that doesn't matter. His response was even just like, because Max is like, I always think about the worst. And he's like, well, just imagine with me the best possibility, the best outcome. Um, and I do right now, and again, this is about the statistics blog. It's not an actual statistics and it's not a spoiler. Um, because that vlog is also a live vlog. It, it sort of, like, makes notes as this show is going on. And it has a really fucking hysterical note that I read after the show that fucking got me. Which was, like, they do know they can, like, date after the show, right? Right? That Okay, so that's another thing I was yelling at my <laughs> screen this whole episode. Both at Remy and Paige, it's like, just because you're not a match doesn't mean, like, your feelings aren't still real, Paige. Like, this isn't, like, this doesn't have to be a step, like, it's inconvenient for the game, but this isn't a personal step back for you. Like, all that right. shit still happens, you know? <laughs> like, I get it, I, and I get you're probably swept up in the moment, and it's a TV show, but also, like, very regularly do past seasons date, like, other people on the show who aren't their perfect match. Like, it's okay, like... If you guys aren't a match, you can still date each other. 
Right. And like in this case, I get what Max is upset about. And it's part of the reason why he's such a drama queen, too. He's like, I'm supposed to not sleep next to you or like in the house. Right. It's like I feel you in that moment, like how terrible that must feel, especially after having gone through all this effort of like coming out and finding someone like I get it. But also, and the other thing is, like, they have been together since week two, which I don't know if these weeks are actual weeks or not. I think a week is like um, three or four days. Right. Still, though, that's like a month together, at least, of, of calling each other boyfriends and growing and connecting. And to be told at week eight, like, oh, sorry, for the next two weeks, you guys cannot be romantically involved with each other. I mean, frankly, if I were the house, I don't know. I'm always the first. And maybe this makes me a hypocrite to to have no match couples go their separate ways. But the couples usually aren't this legitimate, you know? Yeah. Like, I feel like how could the house, as long as they put in the work to win the game, I don't see how the house could be mad at them for staying a couple. That's me. Yeah, that's my thing is, is I feel like I feel like even maybe last season we saw it at some point, which is. Like, if you guys are together and you get split up on week, like, three, and you're like, no, I love them. Like, oh, shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up, I hate you. Um, but the thing is, Max and Justin were friends for the first two weeks, had a big fight, got back together, like, have been going strong with Justin not cheating and, in fact, opening up and becoming a better person. And Max doing the same also with Justin for six of the weeks. And at week eight, like, it's like, yeah, like, we get it. No one's going to compare to your feelings for each other at this point. But, like, just help us win the game. Yeah. And I don't, I don't, I mean, Max would admittedly struggle really badly with that. But Justin, at least, would be able to do his part in winning the game. And I'm I'm so afraid if these two aren't a fucking match that Max is going to make it a rough end of the season for himself. You know? I I don't. I I, I worry about I love Max so much, and I so want to protect him. I don't. I and just. I love Justin too. I just feel like I don't need to protect him. You know. <laughs> I just really hope Max doesn't make it easy for us to dislike him because I don't want to. Like him being a drama queen is all in good fun, but I'm afraid he's going to react bad if if. Let's get to the matchup. My hope is that even if they're they're not a match, that he might react badly for like a night or two. With that he'll come around and he'll help play it. Mm, sorry, I hit my microphone, which you can't hear, but I <laughs> um, and like he'll be upset and he'll be like annoying for like a night or two. But my hope is that he'll come around and like even if he's not happy about it, he will help and he will be able to sort of get over the insecurity of Justin having to call someone else his perfect match. I hope so, but let's get I into the so. actual matchup and like be there. Yes. So let's talk about the matchup ceremony. Um, this episode's going by fast, like in our recording too. Eh. Anyways, um, so I'm gonna go through the the pairs. Yes, please. Um, Jasmine and Nor. Jasmine hair is fucking amazing. Okay. So Terrence pretends to be surprised. Right. F- fuck you, Terrence. Is fuck you, Terrence. Also, then do you know what he does after pretending to be surprised? What? Is this a heart choice or a strategy choice? Fuck oh, you, Terrence. You, like, you don't know exactly what this... Like, are we really still playing this game? Like, come yeah. on. Come on, dude. We had a whole scene of strategy. Like, we're going to play this game still? Yeah. 
Ryan would have um, never done this. <laughs> yes! God, I want Ryan back. Uh, I hope he's doing okay. I'll have to Google him after the show. Um, and, and Kai has a moment of saying, like, he recognizes that he wasn't what Jasmine needed, and he hopes that Nor is. And he's happy that she found someone else, basically. Which is, like, that's, a, that's the pin in, I guess, Kai and Jasmine's relationship that we needed, but... Right. It also is um, a part of this collage of them trying so hard to make me convinced this is legitimate. Not legitimate, but trying so hard to make me convinced they actually like each other in a right. long-term romantic, romantic sense. sense. Uh, Basit and Jonathan. Again, they're just trying to oversell these relationships. Like, they've been smacking us with the Basit and Jonathan are in love lines for so long. It's like, if they like each other, just show us the scenes. Stop telling us. Just show us Here's other the shit. Thing. Please, God, I'm begging. Here's you. the thing: is Basit and Jonathan have been showing us, and it gets drowned out by the show being like, "See, that's what I mean." Like, they if they just stopped doing the see, I would have stopped complaining by now. Yeah, same. All right, Max and Justin. Max looks so fucking stressed. It also looked like he was about to not pick Justin, so he didn't have to find out. Uh-huh. I also just love his look in general for this matchup ceremony. It's so, like, right? evil cowboy, and I'm into it. Oh, I love it. Um, And then we get the obligatory Ambers. Uh, I don't think they're a match. And it's like, you can just say that you hope they're not a match because you want to be with Justin. And, like, that's fine. But, like... I'm still blaming the editors on this one. I think they were given a fucking rule book that says anytime Justin and Max appear on screen together, insert a confessional of Amber saying, I don't think they're a match. Or, I bet I can fuck Justin. (laughs) Like, I don't disagree. Here's the thing, though. None of these clips have been repeats. So how many times did she say it in the goddamn fucking confessional? I don't know. I don't want to pull the lid back on reality TV too far because it just gets less fun to talk about. But they're Fair very. Enough. But it very well could have been a situation of her saying, at some point, yeah, I don't think Justin and Max are a match. And they say, okay, can you give us like two different versions of that just so we can pick whatever fits best? Yeah. And then they use all Fair four enough. of them at different times. <laughs> Touche. Yeah. Um. All right. Uh, Kylie and Danny. Kai and Remy, who I called very early on in the season. We, yeah, we both did. Again, not for the reasons it's wound up being, but... No. Uh, um, Amber and Paige. And Jenna and Carrie. I didn't... So, at, after Kai and Remy, I stopped writing them down and didn't even notice I'd stopped writing them down because I was just... I was just watching Max and I was watching Danny in the background. There was one shot where Max was looking just incredibly stressed and Danny was leaning over behind them, watching them seemingly just sobbing. (laughs) And it was so unbelievably funny watching the stress in the room. I don't know. It was one of the most exciting matchup ceremonies of the season. It's also really funny, A, because I love how invested everyone is in Max and Justin at this point. Right. Um, and then the, I don't know, I just, oh god, it was, so I don't even know if there was a V, but I'm just going to move on to the fact that 
Um, there's we didn't get to find out how many fucking beams there were. You mean you don't find cliffhangers like this fun? Like this wasn't fun for you, Aubrey? Oh, it was so fun. Sorry, did I not say that? It was so so fun. This was so fun. Oh, I loved it. So does this mean okay. we don't have math? No, we have math. Okay, we'll go into the math and you'll tell me how. So get off your ass, let's do some math. Math, 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 math. Yeah, this is big math. Big, big math. Uh, we, we don't have math in the way that we normally do. Of like, oh, these are matches and not matches. What we have is this is the first time since the beginning of the show where they could win. They have guessed one of the nine setups. And what's more important is they have guessed the only setup where Max and Justin are a match. I mean, it was so obvious for a while now that they were definitely... I mean, I'm surprised that they honestly went through with testing it. This is really interesting. But I think we all knew that there was no way Max and Justin weren't going to be sitting together unless something got confirmed. Right. Well, and so here's the thing. Here's, here's, here's what's shitty is... is even, I don't know why they did the cliffhanger, because we already know the answer. Oh, I'm not going to like what you say. I was, on no. the, I was on the subreddit, and there wasn't a lot of happiness. Yeah, here's why. is because if, if Justin and Max are a match, then they will get 10 lights and they will win. Uh... Or not 10. 8 lights. They will get 8 lights and they will win. Which is like, oh, that's really great. Except for the fact... That are you the one has already announced there are two more episodes. Maybe it's a fake out. That's uh, <laughs> I know, yeah. I know. It's it's like the desperate pleading of no, somebody I know. who and won. that's like and like I could have believed. I could have believed because you know what? Because we're next this week we don't have um an episode, and then there's next week. And you know if they showed up to episode eleven and it was the reunion and they shocked us. I would be honestly kind of impressed and I would be like, dope, love it. Except here's the problem is they've announced episode descriptions for episodes 11 and 12. Ah, those... Damn it, guys. Right. So. Damn um, it, guys. So what this tells us is that unless MTV has pulled the biggest 2000 IQ play on us all. Oop, I hit my desk again. I don't know how gambling odds work, but I'd take the vig on that. <sighs> um, is that <laughs> Max and Justin um, are not a match, and Danny and Kai are a match. I that uh, I don't want to talk and about it now. I don't want to talk is, about that no, now. And no, here, we're but, talking about it because I have so much more to say. But this is going to be very likely the next episode. That's what I mean. Like this is actually just going to be our next episode of the show too. So I don't want to talk about yeah. it hypothetically here too much. Well, but I'm also talking about between the math and also what the show has made me feel, which I, I didn't want to talk about it before because I don't know. I felt it was too intrinsically related to the math, which is the constant showing of Amber being like, I don't think they're a match is what made me believe that they were not going to get like, is that they're not a match It's because it feels like the show is trying to convince us that. Justin and Amber are going to be a match. I I know they're probably laying the found work, the found work, <laughs> and I just don't like it. And it's funny because it's the show who made me not like it. 
Wait, no, you can't make you can't leave me being stuck saying found work is the only version of that I get out instead of saying oh, groundwork or foundation and picking one like a normal person. Whatever, I liked it. <laughs> I don't know. I this just bums me out, and I don't want to jump the gun too much with my feelings on it because they're going to be yeah. all fresh and back again in two weeks. But yeah. uh, that. That's the math. Damn it, matchmakers. Whee. You fucked it up. Math, 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 math. So have we done it? Have we made it through another episode of the Boom Boom Room? We have. All right. As always, thank you for listening to the Boom Boom Room. I've been your host, Taylor. I've been your other Jack Stan, Aubrey. And this has been the Boom Boom Room, your premiere Are You The One podcast. As always, you can what? find us on Reddit, tbbr underscore podcast. You can email us at tbbrpodcast oh, at gmail.com. Uh, That's probably right. Oh, uh, no, my it phone died. A review or told a friend. Sorry, this one's a little later than usual, but hey, you have a whole week before the next episode. So, hello? Hello? I am an architect, I'm drawing up the plants. It's like I'm 17, nobody understands. No one understands. Hey, Aubrey, what's the moral for this week? I guess my moral for this episode is that it's always good to have a perfectly acceptable backup. Like, don't get me wrong, Jax is my number one choice of all time. But, you know, I wouldn't be unhappy to see Danny and Kai together. Wow, this is your worst moral ever. My second moral is don't just don't stand on top of fucking IKEA furniture, dude. <laughs> That's not how you check if it's put together well. No, no, no. You but you don't understand. If it's not put together well, Aubrey, you fall off and break your ankle, and that's how you know. Oh, god damn! Terrence is so much better than Ryan. Ryan would have never thought of this shit. <laughs> funny how as difficult as it's been to record this podcast sometimes just from physical limitations the one where you have to use a telephone ended up being the most exhausting oh i thought you were gonna say it's funny how as soon as we've reached out of the podcast discord start working working <laughs>